0: everybody and welcome to the Tough Like a Girl podcast. I'm Nathaniel. And I'm Liz. And I need to issue a couple of apologies right off the bat. First off, um, I will apologize for the sound quality of this video not being up to uh, our normal standards. Um, Additionally, I'm going to apologize for the fact that this is going to be a little bit different in the first place. So... What happened was...
1: <laughs> you explain now.
0: <sighs> All right. Here was my plan. I had packed my stuff to come over and see Liz. We had a lot of other stuff going on this weekend as well. I had two shows. And I initially realized that I failed to pack Princeless, which was the book we were going to cover that I hadn't finished reading yet. I was going to read it in the morning.
1: <laughs> had you started reading it yet?
0: No. <laughs> um... <laughs> But in addition to that, I forgot to get my normal recording equipment as well. So, as an impromptu end-of-year thing, instead we're going to talk about some of the female characters that we found particularly memorable for whatever reason Mm -hmm. over the course of 2018. Mm -hmm. So, boy, where do we even want to start?
1: Um, let's start with Black Panther because it was early on in the calendar year and it's awesome.
0: I mean, like, should we just spoil and say that Shuri is probably your favorite female character that you were introduced oh, to this thanks year? thanks for
1: taking it over for me. Yeah, and just think, thinking, <laughs> yeah, pretty much like when we were doing the review on the Council of Geeks, um, show on the channel, um... Basically, I would say Shuri and squeak every time I said it. It was like, Shuri! (laughs) (laughs) And I still feel that way. Um, Nathaniel got me a Shuri t-shirt, and it's one of my favorite t-shirts ever. And yes, so Shuri is amazing, um, obviously, but she's brilliant. She's sarcastic. She's, I think, technically still a teenager? I believe so. Yeah, um... And I though I don't think the actress playing her is I think she's in her early
0: 20s. I don't know if they explicitly say her but she's young. She's young. she's undeniably young.
1: Um she uh, cuz she's a little she's a little fierce. She's the best sister ever. Um I mean she's a genius. She's I I would say probably has better tech than Tony Stark. And um it's just she's a fighter. She's great. Um but The great thing is, is there are so many strong female characters to choose from. And everyone, it's great because everyone has a different, not everyone has a different, but people have different favorites in that movie for female characters. And they're all undeniably, I'm like, that's fine. I love them too.
0: I mean, for for me, for Black Panther, it's a Koye was my Favorite female. And
1: I'll let you talk that. about Okoye. Okay, since so I did Okoye. My spiel.
0: If it's been a little while since you've seen Black Panther, I am going to presume, listener, that you have seen Black Panther. Everybody saw Black Panther. <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, but Okoye was the, um, basically the general. She was the the head of the the guard in Wakanda, and so she has a wonderful little arc of her being torn between her loyalty to the nation and her loyalty to T'Challa specifically. Um, And I think that's played really well, that whole divide. And (coughs) especially later on when she, when she actually faces off against, you know, the man she's in love with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he asks her, would you kill me, my love for Wakanda in an instant? And, you know, she is, but, you know, she's not heartless. You can see that it hurts her to be doing this. So she's really well-rounded. She could have been done really cold with no particular nuance, but she's – I love her. I oh, she's, she's great. I think she's fantastic. She's
1: probably my second favorite and a very strong second favorite. Um, her action sequences are my favorite, like her in that red dress and the, the club they go to. Uh, with her spear where it's like and it does that wonderful soundtrack where it's like and it like she spins around and oh my god she's amazing um she's known to a lot of people because she was on the walking dead and plays michonne there i believe yes yeah i can't remember the actress's name right now but she's i mean she's well known she's awesome she's She's amazing. Um, And I do... That was actually one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where they're taking off um, and Shuri and the Queen and Nakia and Okoye is like, I support you. I love you. My heart is with you, but I have to stay here because, you know, I'm bound to the king. And so she has to stay with Killmonger, but that to me was just so powerful. And for me, Black Panther was just great because it was about the women fighting together and supporting each other and having a common cause and being for Wakanda. So,
0: well it it was a movie that despite the title was much more about Wakanda as a nation more than Black Panther as a character and it's very obviously a nation with a very strong place for women in it and as mm-hmm. a result we got a, a really good batch of strong female characters. We don't want to dwell too much on this movie specifically. We got a lot of other things to cover. Any other quick things on Black Panther you wanted to nail?
1: Um Queen Ramonda is great. Yep. Regal. Um I mean it's Angela Bassett. Love her has, well, have loved yeah. her. <laughs> Since What's Love Got to Do With It, I, oh, she's just amazing. And Nakia um, is great um, as well. She, she has a good emotional resonance as a character and kind of a little more grounding. And I think has some really good discussions um, with T'Challa. So I like her for that.
0: So, I think on the slightly more disposable side, but still fun, we both went and saw Ocean's Eight this year.
1: (laughs) That was just a lot of fun. It Um. was. Kate Blanchett is really hot. Um, I'm not remembering yeah, a lot yeah. of specifics, but I'm just like Kate Blanchett was like, oh, and was just cool, just a cool character.
0: She was, and the movie overall, I think, did a pretty good job of capturing capturing the vibe of the
1: better yeah, that's Ocean's what I have movies. In my
0: notes, um,
1: it's it's got the spirit. Um, and the vibe it doesn't hit the reset button which was nice which was yes. a, a lot of people's issues with the new ghostbuster yeah, movie yeah it's not
0: it's not a reboot <laughs>
1: um and I like I really like Anne Hathaway in it as well, especially the twist to her character. It's
0: very clear she was having a lot of fun Which in that movie.
1: gets to something we've discussed several times with Anne Hathaway. We tend to enjoy her better when she's having fun and gets to smile. Um, yes. I know she gets Oscars when she doesn't or gets, <laughs> you know.
0: She gets all the awards for not smiling. We don't like her as much then.
1: No, I really don't. I mean, I love her in The Princess diaries mm-hmm. like she's she's more fun when she's having fun and I think I also like her as Catwoman because I think she gets to have a little bit of fun as Catwoman. Yeah. So it's a nice one. Um I also had talked about Battle of the Sexes um which
0: I haven't seen yet.
1: Oh, Emma Stone is just great in it. I I didn't know much about Billie Jean King before watching it, but then I recently like caught a documentary on her too and I'm just riveted by this woman um Sarah Silverman is actually pretty good in it too in a smaller part um so I I think she plays kind of an agent in it but like it's just a really good movie Emma Stone is just great in it kind of like it's it's one of those moment in time kind of movies like a pivotal moment in time um and just sort of like the emotional stuff she's going through and her like you know, falling for a woman, but being married and like having to deal with all this crap, this media crap and all these chauvinists. And it's just really good. So it's a high recommendation for me. I will make you watch it. Now, there are a few okay. other
0: um, movies that I do want to touch on, some of which
1: um, I'm not sure. I Some of these I haven't watched.
0: Some of these you haven't watched, but some of these that I'm going to bring up have have either good individual female characters but they're not the main focus or in some cases they do have female leads but i but it's that's not necessarily the reason i recommend the movie but I'll, i'm going to touch on a few anyways um as of this recording my favorite movie that i've seen this year is annihilation which is
1: i have not seen so i will not be commenting on it which
0: you have not seen but is it's not technically an all-female cast because Oscar Isaac is in it too, and so is Benedict Wong. But like, it follows four women, but it's also very much it's not a, <coughs> it's not designed as a women's story. It's a head trippy sci fi movie that happens to have four women. But I I for me that added an interesting nuance to it. Mm-hmm. Similarly, um, a Quiet Place, um, Emily Blunt does really good work there and there's also the young um deaf actress whose name i don't know who also does great work in that so um i and suppose
1: emily blunt is usually really solid in she general usually is. she's really good
0: and i didn't see the new halloween but i heard jamie lee curtis was very good and it. it sounded like women did pretty well in horror this year actually um if you count like
1: Sabrina in there too, there's that as well. Yeah,
0: well we'll come back to that one. Mm-hmm. Um Deadpool 2 I want to mention because well first of all it has the return of Negasonic Teenage Warhead.
1: Okay, she's great as who I love. her girlfriend.
0: Yeah, and <laughs> they're her, super cute. Her, her girlfriend's adorable. And then we also got Domino.
1: Who was also really good. Who
0: was awesome. Yeah. And her sequence showing off her power, which is nothing except good, having good luck, is so awesome <laughs> it's to a, watch. Really fun. And she just strolls through the situation and just the best possible outcome <laughs> of, of what could happen happens. It's like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And she was so cool. Like, She's just cool. When Deadpool pushes back, like, that's not a superpower. She's like, yeah, it is. She's just, like, so chill. I <laughs> she, loved her. Yeah. Um, mixed feelings about the movie, but I loved, I loved her. Well,
1: we do kind of m- need to mention—is it Vanessa?
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. If we're gonna bring up Deadpool two, yeah, you gotta. Okay, fine. She's
1: kind of wasted.
0: Yes, Deadpool two committed a real cardinal. Sin spoilers for, for me.
1: Deadpool two, by the way. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers galore for Deadpool two. Yeah, <laughs> v- Vanessa gets
0: fridged in the opening sequence. Um. So if you're not familiar with the concept of women in refrigerators and that whole trope associated with comic books where female characters are brutalized or murdered or raped or what have you – for the narrative purpose of motivating a male character to action and that is exactly what happens here and the fact that they undo it in the post-credit sequence doesn't fix the problem and more to the point given that Deadpool is supposed to be meta and supposed to be self-aware it really 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 irritates me that it dove headlong into such a maligned trope of its source material that it couldn't have the self-awareness to realize this is a stupid idea. Mm-hmm. That really, that will, really ticked me off.
1: That being said, we will be returning to talking about that actress who, though she was fridged, had a very good TV role.
0: Yeah, we'll come back. We'll get back to that. Okay. Um, so the one other movie I want to bring up, but oh, well, no, two other movies I want to mention. I'll mention Ant-Man and the Wasp. Mm-hmm. because i've kind of come to the point where like i really th- i think i would have preferred just a wasp movie that was her and her dad trying to rescue her mom and like the rest of that movie i don't really need yeah um so i feel like that was worth mentioning because she had the co-title role
1: mm-hmm.
0: but i also want to mention so this is a movie that i think is decent um but i partly want to mention it because Not only was it my daughter's favorite movie of the year, it is currently her favorite movie, Full Stop. Mm -hmm. And that's A Wrinkle in Time.
1: Oh, yeah. That's chock full of strong three males.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, left and right. I mean, there's (laughs) basically only three male characters of note in it at all. One of them needs to be rescued. (laughs) as the premise one of them needs to be rescued in the climax and the other is basically just moral support
1: tag along yeah yeah i always i i like kelvin in the books actually a lot i know you do but
0: i i enjoyed the movie (laughs) i enjoyed the movie decently when i saw it like seeing how enraptured my daughter is by it has given me a better appreciation of it it's a Mm -hmm. movie that is hard for me to recommend Mm
1: -hmm. but
0: i love that my daughter has this movie with all these strong women in it that resolves not in an action scene or a fist fight, but in one character telling another, I love you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I I really adore that she has this and she loves it as much as she does.
1: Yeah, it's great. I love Reese in it. <laughs> she's so mean. So... I, can't, I can't say bad words, but she she's great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do we want to move on to TV? Um... Or did you? I know you had written down notes about like some of the picture books you had done for work.
1: Uh we can do books after. Let's move into TV. I think okay. that's a good shift.
0: So, boy, where do we start with TV? Can,
1: can we can we go back to our Marina Baccarin, who was okay, Vanessa yes. and Deadpool's connection? Because that way we can bridge it.
0: Oh, there we go.
1: Um, so she is in Gotham, and she's Lee, who was a former, um, love interest, um girlfriend, I think even briefly fiancé of Jim Gordon. Yep. And they have... For, well,
0: for our comic books, folks, this is... Um, uh, Lee Tompkins is the character she's playing.
1: Yes. And she she's always been decent in it. Um, they have separated for a lot of reasons, which I won't really get into. Her character is just great this year. She has essentially become like an... Like a, a boss in the underworld, and yeah, and also still doing her doctor thing and helping people and fixing people, but is very kind of ruthless about it and not super well, she can be.
0: Well, what she's done is she's found a way to exist in the middle of a crime infested city and carve out a piece of territory and control it and keep it from takeover from criminals. And have the strength to do that while not actually running a criminal operation – Oh, I mean, like, I so, uh, I mean, well, yeah, okay, so like what? It's,
1: she's it's, kind of a criminal, let's be honest. I'm not
0: saying she's not a criminal, but I'm saying like she runs, she's overseeing like what, an underground wrestling ring, you know, thing, okay, that, yeah. people, that people people are doing voluntarily. She's
1: trying to do good in a crazy world.
0: Yeah, she's not, she's not planning heists. She's not running drugs. Well, she's, she's not,
1: helping with, <laughs> she, she has someone.
0: My point being, she's, she's, <laughs> she's existing in a criminal world. Without being without becoming the criminal boss that one would have assumed someone who is in the position of power she's in for her territory would be doing, she's mm-hmm. not the kingpin. Mm-hmm. But she can still hold her own against somebody
1: like that, yes. She has embraced her darkness as much as it exists and and her edge and her ruthlessness to get stuff done and to get her her very she has very good motives and very pure motives to get them accomplished so she's kind of an um the ends justify the means she's, kind of person. She's
0: definitely ended
1: up there. She's Took a, a few Machia seasons Bellian, but, she, but she's, she's I I'm, I'm enjoying there. her and that's what she needs in order to survive in Gotham. And to be a really awesome character, definitely was my favorite character in Gotham this season. I think and I think that's fair. And for a show that Most actually improved in this season. I
0: think for a show that we both love and has a lot of really good female characters in it, I think she had the best season cuz Barbara was a little bit up and down. Um, Selena was just kind of there. Tabitha was pretty good, and Ivy was not worth what they did. Yeah, because so, they
1: got rid of second Ivy, who was our favorite.
0: Yeah, we're on we're on our th- if you if you don't watch Gar- Gotham, they're on their third version of Poison Ivy because they keep having her like go through transformations and age up and. We both feel very strongly that middle Ivy is the best Ivy. Middle Ivy.
1: Ivy. There better not be a fourth Ivy.
0: I hope not. But the Mm -hmm. original Ivy was boring. Middle Ivy was awesome. Third Ivy is okay. But. Yeah. But Miranda Backman was great on Gotham. She had a great year on Gotham. Which is good because it counterbalances the crap they put her through in Deadpool. Mm -hmm. So, elsewhere on TV... Um, well, you watched this. I haven't.
1: Sabrina. Sabrina. So, Sabrina, and I agree with people in this. So, here's the issue with Sabrina. I don't hate the main... Character as much as everyone else does, but that's because I watch Riverdale first, <laughs> and I spent all my time hating Archie. So when I got to Sabrina, which is kind of like a sister show but on a different network, it's weird. Um, they exist; these towns and these characters exist in the same universe essentially, but are on different ones on Netflix and ones on the W C W C W. That's what it's called now, not the W B. Wow, I'm old. Um, anyhow, um. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of time hating Archie. Sabrina, I get it because she suffers from the self righteous white girl syndrome essentially. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> Should we just call that Buffy syndrome?
1: Yeah, and it's I and I think people really hate it when it's a blonde girl. And as a blonde, I'm like, thanks guys, but yeah, I get it. It's really annoying because we're we're super white girl, so <laughs> I, I get it. Um, she definitely suffers from that. It personally didn't annoy me that much like I didn't like Sabrina like she annoyed me sometimes but I didn't hate her um I really like both the aunts for different reasons um they're great um they're strong characters in their own regard one of them is kind of goofy basically they embody the two two sides of Sabrina like her one of them was all about her mother and loved her mother and was fighting for what her mother did and her mother was mortal and then the other because they're sisters of um her father um really was with her father who was like um a very powerful warlock essentially so they're great um there is a um trans character a trans girl who is very loved and great and whose name i can't remember right now crap um but i Susie. Yes, it's Susie. Thank you. There. There's my brain. Um,
0: I love that you just thanked yourself because I didn't come up with that.
1: Point. I, I, I don't know why I thanked myself, but I'm glad. My, I thanked my brain because it finally was like, here's Susie. Here's the name. Um, she's good. Um, oh, gosh. I can't remember the main ringleader in the trio. Her name now. Wow, I'm blanking on these. But, yes, there's several other good characters. Um, yeah. Uh, like, it, it's got some strong females. The the protagonist is problematic, but... Oh, the femme fatale character is a lot of fun. I love her. <laughs> um, who is, like, a teacher who's posing as a teacher at See, like, if,
0: if I were going to watch that at all, that would be Because that's played by Michelle Gomez, who I know from Doctor Who. So I'm going to pick up for a second.
1: Okay, go. Because I'm pretty much done with
0: Sabrina. So, um... Uh, series 11 of Doctor Who aired this year, and the Doctor is now played by Jodie Whittaker. And the series itself was a mixed bag. um, And it took – it was literally not until the very last scene of the very last episode that she fully clicked into place for me for uh-huh. what she was doing. But she was never bad in the role, and by the time the series was done, I am like, okay, yes, you are the Doctor. I'm on board and we're good. So it's been really irritating with the Doctor Who fandom how um venomous things have gotten mm, yeah. in both directions. <coughs> and I kind of hate that. But and anyone who says that she is not doing a good job, like, you can not like the direction of the show. You cannot like all this other stuff. There's there's nothing wrong with with what she's been doing and for me at least it connects at the very end um and if if people aren't fully on board with her yet that's fine too like i said literal last thing of the season um but yeah the doctor's a woman she she will be when the show comes back again and yeah in 2020 so um hopefully the overall writing is better but <laughs> well we'll see um so, keeping with TV.
1: Oh, can I mention horror again? Oh, sure. Oh, so let's talk about The Haunting of Hill House, because all of our friends are obsessed with it. And yes. I have not quite finished it yet. And um, so, I really, Shirley is my favorite of the kids. I really like her. She has to pull stuff together and is, uh, you know, is trying to get, she seems the most together of env- everyone, which is, they're a mess in that family and they have very good reasons for it so I really like her as sort of a mother hen type character as the oldest daughter I really love Theo um because there's a beautiful twist to her episode um that's centered around her um she's just kind of tough and falling apart and trying to be like hold herself apart from everyone so she doesn't get hurt um I, Nell is a sweetheart, but, like, obviously <laughs> if you've seen the first episode, Nell has some issues and yeah, does wonderful. not fare well. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we- I haven't finished the series yet, so I don't want to comment on the mother because I feel like we have a lot more to learn about her. I I like her, and like she's very um, understanding of the children, but also a lot going on with her, if you've seen the series. So, I Theo and Shirley are kind of my standouts.
0: I mean, like, I you've you've kept with the series. I did two episodes and it's it's just really hard for me to watch this show. I don't know if I'll ever come back to it or not. Um but you know, it's I will say, even from the bits that I've seen, the the women seem to be <laughs> The Um, show
1: is sympathetic to the women. Let's put it it that
0: way. It it is much more judgmental of Uh, the actions of the men in the family uh, than the women. mm -hmm.
1: Um, Which
0: I'm okay with. Yeah. Um, So another show that um, did have new episodes this year, but we also both of us started watching for the very first time this year huh was the good place
1: i love the good place eleanor
0: oh <laughs> eleanor shellstrup what a mess
1: oh i love her but she is i guess essentially in a way i would say she's the protagonist i would i would a say strong so. ensemble class it
0: is very much an, un- an ensemble show but she she is she gets a lot of focus
1: yeah i i've always loved kristen bell um, I, I liked her, I didn't watch all of Veronica Mars, but she is famous for that, and she's great in it, and she gets to be sarcastic and awful, and, but also have some great character development, and she's also often adorable, as she is, though so this actually plays down her adorableness a little bit.
0: Oh, no, no, this gives her a chance to just be a terrible human being and she's so good at it times.
1: you can tell she's having a blast. it's just so cleverly written it's wonderful oh and we should also mention janet oh if janet we're talking somebody. about okay
0: so if you yeah. haven't seen the good place janet imagine if you're when you said like um Hey Siri or whatever. That she that a woman a... actually physically appeared and was like, Hey, what can I do for you? That's Janet.
1: She's essentially Flo from all those commercials.
0: Yes. Like so imagine Flo from the progressive, progressive commercials, commercials. Yeah. showed up every time you, you wanted your smart speaker or whatever to do something for you. That's Janet. She has
1: that demeanor. She has the flow demeanor and like, oh, she's great. She's, I love Janet. Yes, Janet is your favorite. Um Yes, oh, she's great. Tahani, I she has grown on me. I think I like her best in opposition to Eleanor. Um, I think she plays off her really well. She's um, I mean she's also set up to be a dislikable character because you know they all got in well, well spoiler. Yeah, yeah. They, They're all not really in the good place. So spoiler I mean, there.
0: <laughs> I, I feel like that's spread around at this point. But if you're hearing that for the first time...
1: Sorry. No, uh, I did say spoiler, spoilers beforehand.
0: Honestly, I might cut that bit.
1: Okay. Cut that bit.
0: Yeah, I think I'm going to. Um, so we'll move on from there. So, okay. So I think for me... My favorite TV show-related thing with notable female characters that I saw this year... Because I saw a few other things that I just don't have a lot to say about. Like, I saw Hilda, um, which was good, but, like, I don't have a lot to say about the character. The, I
1: haven't seen much of it. I thought, like... Ha-
0: what, what I, about I liked her. about it had more to do with the whimsy of the world and everything else. But, uh, She-Ra. Oh, she great. <laughs> I really, really enjoyed She-Ra. Um... She were and the princesses of power there are there are so many great characters in that show I think for me my favorite ones there's Katra.
1: yes Catra is one of my favorites I I have notes on Katra and glimmer are my favorites are my notes for Shira
0: those they are both great I like Ketra and I really like Scorpia an awful lot too
1: you and the the, the villains. I mean, Scooby is just so sweet. She's so and, crushing on Catra.
0: Oh God, she is, and Catra is a wonderfully layered villain. Like oh, she's you, so good. you, she works so well as as a villain character for who has a personal connection with with the hero, and she's so well developed, and you understand her so well, which you often doesn't happen usually the better you understand a villain the less well they function as a villain and that's not the case with her at all
1: mm-hmm. and i
0: really really do enjoy that uh quite a bit i think that's all i had for tv
1: um let me see what else i had hill house shira yes oh Mermist is also alright. can we just say that oh my god <laughs> her moans and groans and like oh I love well well
0: you know what? We'll mention this. We're not current on it. It is still airing, but we started watching Crazy Ex-Girlfriend this mm-hmm. year.
1: <laughs> with, with So Heather from that is Mermista, and she does the voice of Mermista. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, 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 we're so not current in Crazy Ex Girlfriend that we'll I, don't leave know that if one I alone. really want to comment on. Okay,
0: it. we'll leave that one alone. Um, I know that's literally all the notes that I had, but you, of course, have
1: book notes. So we, we did um, review two books that came out. Well, they were technically came out in 2017, but we read them this year, which were Star Scouts and All Fairs in middle school. Great characters in both.
0: Great characters in both. I liked All Fairs. Uh, all's
1: fair
0: all's so, fair sorry. all's fair a little bit better than star scouts but i did like both of them
1: yep um just i love mabel and star scouts she's just so much fun so fun alien girl um <laughs> and yeah all's fair is great i really liked that character that um the main character who worked at the ren fair who is kind of like a sweet um she was dating the guy that the main character like that oh remember yep, yep, that yep, was yep. a good role model in terms of being sort of a quieter character that was still a strong female role model mm-hmm. that was sweet and was like kind of and just how the main character's understanding of her developed so i well, wanted to give a shout out to her yeah
0: and also there was cussie
1: Oh, and there was Cassie. She was fun. <laughs> um, but those were strong. Um, picture books, there's a lot of good biographies out right now. Um, several of Malala. Um, we have a couple on the Red Cover list, which is at the picture book committee um, in Vermont, um, which I'm on. And we did Malala's Magic Pencil, which is beautiful and great and Is about Malala and her childhood, and is very is like very gently touches on Malala's shooting in such a gentle way that like it doesn't even mention it as a shooting. It's just like some people tried to hurt Malala, (laughs) and she still her voice still rang out. Essentially, is the story behind it. It kind of shows her looking with a hospital bracelet on and in a hospital gown and like looking out the window, and that's all it is. So you can read it to kindergartners and introduce kindergartners to Malala, which it's Malala. Why <laughs> would you not want to introduce everyone to Malala and um, without scaring them? Awesome. And then you, you might also have a second grade class where you're reading it to it and you're trying to be gentle to them and someone might... Sh- Scream out about what actually happened to Malala, one of your segregators. But that's another story. <laughs> um, apparently, there's another one called Free as a Bird. I haven't read it yet, but that came up in my searches of Malala. Um, just a lot of good stuff out there for picture books. Um, that's about all I've said. I haven't read as much as I want to this year. I really like some of the females in um, The Stars Beneath Our Feet, which is actually centered around a young boy um and um who's kind of involved in well his his brother was shot um in in Harlem and his brother was kind of involved with some gangs and things going on but um there's he makes a friend who's a um a girl about his age who's autistic um I believe and she's just great and it's like and they kind of build a friendship around building things with legos oh
0: yes you told me about that one
1: um and she's a great character the mother is pretty good in that as is her girlfriend and they're very nuanced and layered characters so i want to give a shout out to that and i think that about covers everything i wanted to say so there's probably a lot of great things out there that we haven't consumed or thought of like i'm looking at all the golden globe nominations and i'm like i haven't seen any of these movies sorry guys
0: yeah that's fine and of course you know we would love to hear from everybody your contributions to this um, I'm not going to pull up the stuff to do feedback um, on the previous episode. We'll do that when we do the next proper one. Um, and we'll also cover feedback from this one as well. So th- I think that wraps up our in no way organized.
1: <laughs> oh, shout out to um, Constant Wu for Crazy Rich Asians. I forgot that. I did see that. She was great in that, as uh, the main character. Yep, she was good. Yeah, that was a good movie.
0: So I think we'll wrap it up there. So we hope that you... Whoever's listening had as good a 2018 as could be had for you because I know I I mean a lot of people that I know went through a lot of crap but mm-hmm. you know if if it was a good year that's wonderful if it wasn't a good year I hope 2018 is better for you. And
1: 20, 2019, 2019 is
0: better for you. Is better for you. <laughs> um, and the,
1: the remaining days of yes.
0: <laughs> 2018 and, and are good May for you. the Yes, may what is left of 2018 not treat you too badly. So I think we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Tough Like a Girl is a Council of Geeks production and a presentation of the Fire and Water Podcast network. Feedback can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com or on the Facebook page for Fire and Water Podcasts and Council of Geeks. Our logo art was created by Nick Buxom, and our theme music is composed and performed by Erica Dreisbach, whose other works can be found at EricaRicardo.com. Bye!